Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 22 of For the Kudos. This episode is brought to you by Pillar Performance. Leaders in sports micronutrition, Pillar Performance are changing the way micros are viewed when it comes to optimal performance. High strength and informed sports certified, Pillar's range supports optimal recovery, elevates energy, boosts immunity, and relieves inflammation. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with Brett. Hey, Joel, how are you? I'm good. I stuffed up the R. Well, I just said to you before we start, I go, how are we supposed to say kudos again? And I know it's a running joke that we pronounce it wrong every single time. But my dad, who never listens, went back um, and said, you're still saying it wrong. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, I think we corrected ourselves for like a week or two and we're back to what we know. I forget which one was right. Yeah, same. I don't know. Just for the... Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Pillar, new product, their Ultra Immune C. Um, have you tasted it? Yeah, unreal. It it's, is unreal. They, yeah, the guys at Pillar said... The guys at Pillar did say that it was really good. They do have to say that. They do have but, to say that and I'm like, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. No, it, it, it is, it. It is it's really awesome. good. But um, I don't know. I've been making sure I've been getting this in every day because I don't know, I just feel like we are pushing our body so much and it's winter in Melbourne. Yeah. Like everyone seems to be getting sick. Yeah. So the last thing I want right now would be like especially, especially doing marathon training. For sure. Like I'm running so much that any little bug I think will get into my system. So yeah. Um, if you can prevent it's very important. That's the thing. When you're trying to especially, you know, twelve week hectic marathon block, if you get sick and you know, you have to have two or three weeks off. That's like pretty, pretty damaging to your whole marathon plan. Yeah. So I, um, it was funny when, uh, Pillar told us about this and then a few of my athletes were sick that week. And then like our mate Lockie was sick and I'm just like, wait a few weeks and this new product's coming out <laughs> and I'm like, you guys need to get it. Exactly. And, uh, on that now, um, we have been given a code for all the FTK listeners to use at the Pillar shop. Um, that code is FTK10 and that's going to give you $10 off at checkout. Um, so just go to pillarperformance.shop for that and uh, put in the code where it prompts you. Yeah, this, it is good stuff. So get on Twitter, everyone. That's it. Big uh, Com Games Marathon. Yeah, it was cool, man. Like I'm sick of athletics, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I did say the same thing. <laughs> After, we needed after a break. world champs and then it's like had a few days off and it's like, all right, come games. I'm like, oh no. But then luckily there's been a few day break before the, um, before the track before, starts. Before the track. But yeah. um, pretty successful. Yeah. Day. Um, Incredible. The, yeah. The super mums. Yeah. Everyone was calling them. But um, yeah, I think Sinead. I feel oh, like actually, any uh, any upcoming marathon girls that are like wanting to like make a team soon, they're going to be like, oh shit, I don't want a kid, but I'm just going to have one. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, <laughs> it's like, that looks like I have to have a kid yeah. if I'm going to be a good marathon runner. Yeah. Um, I think Sinead was, I, I, I haven't spoken to her, but I know. She didn't have the an ideal prep. Yeah, didn't have the ideal prep. She, I think she has a bit of sore glute. So um, maybe she got sick. Yeah, Maybe she needed the uh, pillow immunity. Yeah, she, she does, <laughs> definitely does. But um, she, I know she had COVID in uh, when she was training at St. Moritz. So yeah. it's um, not yeah, but, and so did Jess though. So I'm not sure how much that affected them, but it's still a good result. But yeah, Jess winning, um, geez, three medals she's got at three comp games. How insane is that? Talk about lifting on the occasion. Yeah, definitely. And like she's kind of hasn't been around because obviously she had a kid, but. Then just came out of nowhere, ran that um, super time in Perth. Yeah. And now just like came out for Com Games and won it. It's just like she, I don't know, got better. To be, yeah, to be honest, 
like I know she's a great athlete, but I wouldn't have picked her out of those three. Yeah, same. to win. Same. And it's like, yeah, now I'm going to be picking her every time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, did you see that hill with 400 meters? Yeah. Ago? Why do they do that? Oh, it was. I I didn't, I didn't know because I thought it was a lot longer out, and yeah. then I saw a sign saying 400 meters, and I'm like. It's taken them two minutes to run yeah. this last, last 400. Because well, so. the camera, there's like the bird's eye view camera sort of thing. And so the hill doesn't look that bad. And then it yeah. like changed camera angles. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. And <laughs> you could just tell they were like, it was, they were going so slow. Yeah. But, but it's the last thing you Also, want. you it's got like, 41.8 Ks in the yeah, legs. Yeah. <laughs> Quick um, Yeah. And then the, the men's race. Well, Eloise as well. Like, geez, she's had a good um, start to her marathon career. Yeah. Um, How yeah, many just, marathons has she done now? I feel like she's done well, quite a few. Well, yeah, I feel like she's done a lot in the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, yeah, so credit to her for sure. But, uh, yeah, the men's, Liam Adams um, went for it. Jeez, went for it real early. Yeah, I was I was worried for it. And, like, the day before, he's putting out a Instagram post saying, not the best prep. <laughs> <laughs> and then he decides to try to run off the front. So yeah, he's like, it, I, know how to, I know how to fix this bee sting. I'm going to smack yeah, it after 1K. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no. He was, always runs tough. He does. He does. It was a. Uh, it's good. Good to see the Australian run. colours out the front, like giving it a red hot crack. Um, and the fact that he obviously held on for fourth. Well, he dropped back to what was it fifth? I think or sixth at one was, point. Maybe man, even seventh. Liam's the funniest race ever. Like it's just when, when you think, oh yeah, he's done. Nah, now he's going to attack. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on here? Maybe like, he's doing what. Remember you said, Collis. You know. Yeah, yeah. I feel a bit tired. When, I'll, I'll go. Harder. I'm just going to smash it at the um, front. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to see, but yeah, ran a totally different race to Andy. Andy just was like smooth as possible, um, you know, sitting in sitting at the back of the pack. I saw a footage of him at what, like one of the first feed stations, and he just like waved to um, Jess Rothwell because she was filming yeah. and yelling out, and he just waves. It was like he looked pretty relaxed. Maybe, it was funny. Maybe he's too relaxed. Yeah. The first, uh, the commentators were going, oh, maybe he's having a bad run. I was like, I think he has a race plan and he's just kind of sticking to it. Yeah. Um, that's what it looked like. But yeah, they were like joking around and talking the first K as yeah. well. Yeah. But it was something like- The first was, like 500 meters looked so slow. You know oh. how sometimes they like go out in a marathon pretty hard? Like, the you know, the stride sort of at the beginning. This yeah. looked really slow. Like I was totally looking pedestrian. at, um, yeah, some of the splits and- Steve Scullions, like he was like three thirty for the first K. Yeah, that's so what it, it was. Like. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, Andy three thirty for yeah. his first K. So yeah, they definitely were jogging. And then just, how did Steve Scullion go? Uh, yeah, he didn't have a great one. I think he was tenth. Yeah, but um, so Andy finished seventh. Yeah, which is yeah, which was so good. I reckon he'd be pretty happy. So we do have an interview coming up later with yeah. Andy. Um, so. Yeah. A pretty good one. Yeah. What was your favorite thing about the interview, <laughs> <Yeah. Brett? laughs> What do you had for dinner the night before, actually? Yeah. What was yours? <laughs> we just got to tell him. We haven't done the interview yet. <laughs> then we're gonna it have was to interesting, ask. though, what he had for dinner. Then we're going to have to ask him what he had for dinner. What <laughs> yeah. if he goes, oh, I, just, I didn't eat, eat dinner the night before. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, anyway, may as well kick things off. Big week for you. Yeah, well, yeah, that's enough athletic talk. I'm sick of that. Yeah, we've got well, that. we're going we're gonna to have to be banging on about the marathon again when we talk to Andy. Maybe yeah. we'll just have an interview with him and see if we can see if we can have the whole interview and not mention Congress. Yeah. <laughs> just like not even address it. He's Ask like, oh, so while I'm here in Birmingham and you just go, so anyway, what's up next? Is that a peck this yeah, year? Yeah, <laughs> you ran pretty well at St. Anne's cross country, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he is the cross country hero. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, big week for me. I'm... 
kind of, yeah, I guess in marathon training now. Um, after that race last week and then Nick messaged me just kind of with a plan for the next few weeks up until Sunshine Coast half. And, yeah, it was good to see some marathon sessions in the plan. Um, I didn't know if it, he was just going to get me racing heaps and, and build on my long run, but, yeah, yeah had my first marathon session this week. But, uh, yeah, Monday. You have it this week? I had it. Had it, okay. Oh, I'll talk about it okay. when I get to Friday. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it was uh, – so, anyway, Monday I, um, had, yeah, had had the race the day before, so I just made sure I took it uh, nice and easy, just an hour kind of around Yarra Boulevard um, and, yeah, Yarra Bend, um, 418s, nice and cruisy, and then ran that night nearly 8K. And then Tuesday went down uh, to training and did four by a mile and then two by 800. And I surprisingly... At the uh, tan? Yeah. Where do you do the mile? So you do the K rep. Yeah, and then keep going? Keep going. Yeah, which is hard 600. It's uphill. All uphill. As soon as you go past the K, it's just uphill. And yeah, I'd never done miles there. And so I was just like... I've done a lot of sessions at the tan. I don't think I've ever done... Yeah, it was was Tim. I think... uh, yeah, Tim just decided on the session. Yeah. It wasn't – he hadn't spoken to Nick, so he's like, oh, let's just do four by mile. And I was like, yeah, no worries. Let's try and think of the most obscure thing possible. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, but it was funny because then I saw Jack did a four by mile and then some two-minute – couple of two-minute reps or something okay. th- this week. So I think uh, Nick's copying Tim. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so it was – I didn't know exactly how that first one would go, but I was feeling pretty good. I my first one was like four forty five, and then my rest for the rest of them were like four thirty three to four thirty six. What pace? Like, I was going through the K rep in like so on the third one. I went through like two forty eight. Far out. Um. So yeah, I was feeling pretty good. Four forty eight is three minute K. So yeah. Um. And yeah, and eight hundred is like two. Was it much far, faster on the way back? So what do you do? You do four by a mile. Yeah. Did you say okay? So you're going back. Is the the way back obviously is quicker? It's quicker. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went pretty hard on the third one. Uh, just I don't know, to kind of keep the time down. Yeah. And then yeah, then two eight hundreds, and I was like two thirteen and two fifteen. Um, so yeah, it was a good session. I felt felt That's really good. Moving. Did you have any of the guys with you? No, no. I was, Drop smack and all them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was by myself pretty much the whole session, and then did yeah thirty minutes in the evening. Oh uh, yeah, I went to the gym. So I um. I actually hurt my Achilles a little bit in the gym. I Did you? Kind of. Oh, like, no. N- not I. That's your gym career done? I know. Nah. I went on the, I went to do calf raises and then like I was, I do this calf raise and you like set up all these things. And I was like, fuck it. It's a calf raise machine. I'm just going to do oh, it on that. No. And it's like a sitting down one. And yeah. I just, I like was doing it. And then I just felt like I was in an awkward position and then didn't really think much of it. And then I was like, oh, that didn't feel great. And then what, I was like, what well, weight fine. were you doing? Huh? What weight? Oh, I don't, don't know. Like it's, it's like one of those machines where it's like not much weight on, but you can't like lift it. Uh-huh. Like uh, the thing was that I could only move it like a few centimeters was the thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just picturing like the gym coaches looking at you and going, he doesn't realize that's not the calf raise machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're doing it in the bicep curl machine. <laughs> well, I think most people do it double leg and I was doing it single leg. Okay. And then, I don't know. And like I did, doing it, it felt fine. And then I went for a run. And do you ever just get like, it feels like a friction thing oh, on like heel. the heel. Oh, like the Achilles, yeah, yeah. It's like it's catching. Uh, oh. Mine's feel like when it rubs against the shoe, like it just feels oh, like, nah. yeah. It's a, and so the first like 10 minutes, I'm like, this hurts so much. And then it gets fine. Yeah. And I've had this a few times before. Um, so I was like, did it. And then I was like, oh, 
fuck. And then like finish the run. I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. Next morning, kind of same thing. Warms up. It warms up every single time. It's still warming up. That's the up. thing with Achilles. They can, you can have a fair bit of like damage to them, but then they warm up quite well. Yeah, it's warming up well. But like, I remember feeling feeling smacks when he like was going through his Achilles injury and he's like the crepitus in it. He's like, put your hand on my Achilles and he just moved his foot up and down and it was honestly so bad. Like it just yeah. sounded so awful. Yeah. But then obviously, yeah, when when blood flow gets to it, it warms up. Yeah. So and what bloody doesn't help, injuries. What doesn't help is all my runs from my house, I go straight up a hill first. <laughs> so it's like it doesn't feel good and then but then yeah, it's warming up. But it feels very superficial and it's like I walk around and so after the run, it's fine. And it's fine for hours. Yeah. Um, and then kind of like stiffens up when I like sit, sit yeah, around it a bit. In the morning, it's pretty bad. Um, so I don't know. Like I'm seeing – my calf was so tight during the week as well. So I'm seeing Yoshi tonight and hopefully he can fix it a little bit. But um, yeah. You'll be right. A bit, yeah. A bit annoying because I'm trying to do the right thing and I just <laughs> – I should just do my normal calf raises though. <laughs> so what your normal ones are the standard? It's like standing. Um, I kind of get in like a lunge position, like with my with my rear foot uh, on a yeah, like a box, yeah, and then put all my weight on my front foot, and then oh. I'm holding a weight in my say so if I'm doing on my right foot, holding a weight in my right hand, and then I'm doing like calf raises like that. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, anyway. that sounds a bit obscure. Yeah, it is, and it's like just takes time to set up, and I got to carry these weights. No wonder like, you went into the bicep machine and just did yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. It should be okay. Like I, I run a lot this week and it's not like bad. Not getting worse? No, it's not getting worse. It's But it's just still kind of So have you been annoying. to the gym since? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I went on Friday. Yeah. Um, but And then after this run, I went in the sauna as well for 30 minutes. So I want to start doing that a couple of times a week after my run. Just like kind of heat training, but not not for a hot race or anything. But Yeah, just, it's just like heat. Yeah. Yeah. What's the word? It's Heat acclimatization, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's not acclimatization if you're not racing in heat. No, you know, what are you acclimatizing for? But it's definitely, yeah, it still like helps. I know I, I used to do that, um, in that stupid sport, yeah. Um, but we would do like a big hard swim session and then go sit in the sauna for like 30 minutes after, yeah. and it was awful. Like, I remember oh, the, the idea of it, it's like, oh, yeah, sitting in the sauna after a swim, it's great, but it's like you've already, you're exhausted and then you have to go and sit yeah. and it's really quite difficult. It, it does and it's like time gets slower and slower. First 10 minutes is like normal time. Yeah. The next 10 minutes is like, Jesus, is getting harder. And that last 10 minutes just drags on so much. Yeah. Um, especially when you're already going in hot as well. That's Because it just like makes it happen so much quicker. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to try to do that like twice a week hopefully. Okay. Um, you've got to make sure you're high for any hydrated. Any list, yeah, yeah. Imagine you go to you go to the sauna next time, and there's like a hundred runners there because they've listened to this podcast. Yeah, they're all like dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to like have the electrolytes for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I did make sure, and then so I'll get to Friday, but I ended up not doing it because I was I knew how, how dehydrated I was. But uh, yeah, so Wednesday morning I did, went out to Yarra Flats or, or Stradbroke Park and um, did ninety minutes, nearly twenty three k. Um, the and, loop again? Nah, because I start from Stratty. I Achilles too sore for the loop. Yeah, <laughs> um, from Strabroke Park, it, like to do the loop, it would be our forty or something. Yeah, or maybe longer. So, did you find out the cheese guy's name? Uh, we <laughs> did. We did. What, what was his name again? I, I forget. I was. I forget. Sort of a D, maybe. No, or, the Albert. 
Nah, and that's oh, what I said it was. Far out. Um, we'll get it up later. We'll get it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> go and see him on Wednesday and then I'll ask his name. My mum got um, furious because we were obviously talking about, I think it's Boccaccio's is the place. Um, and my mum listens to the podcast and she sent me a message and she's like, are you serious? I've been going to that supermarket for like five years. I think it's so cool. I've loved it. And now Brett thinks he's like, you know, pioneering going to this supermarket. I, I love how she had to send a photo of her in the supermarket to prove that she goes as well. <laughs> um, his name's Bernard. Bernard, that's yeah. right. He looks like a Bernard actually. Not thinking about it. <laughs> this guy, how is there only one? I was thinking this, like surely that's open seven days a week. And does his work there like I don't know, 6 a.m. to got, 7 p.m., six, seven days a week? I know he works at least from 12, 11 to 12 on a Wednesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's his only shift. It could be. <laughs> uh, Pulse run. Uh, on Wednesday night and then so yeah and then oh so Wednesday morning I woke so when, up can I just say Wednesday is that's a big day big day right K's yeah, wise it was uh, yeah 30k yeah Um. so Wednesday morning I woke up and it was just email from Bitters with my training for the next couple of weeks and it was that I got to have a session on Friday and it was just like I had like such a relief Kind of like, because now I can go and run my 90 minutes, not even worry about how I'm feeling on yeah. Thursday for the threshold because I know I've got another rest day before before my session. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the two easy days in a row really do help you. It makes such a, such a, such difference. a difference, yeah. Because if you like smack a real hard Tuesday, often you'll feel it in the threshold of the Thursday if you've, you know, especially if you've like pushed a 90-minute run on Wednesday. Yeah. But I suppose that's the point. Yeah. Um, you have at, at one point done a marathon block when you was it right like before London um, back in 2019 was it yeah when you and Jack were doing Tuesday session Thursday marathon session and then Saturday Waddle Park Waddle Sunday Park, long run yeah yeah but yeah. Waddle, our just our Saturdays just wouldn't be that much quality yeah because especially if we're doing like it was just a, such a big weekend you had to like kind of sacrifice one of them and yeah. I think we were sacrificing both of them really. Because it's like kind of a bit hard on the Saturday, and then you're tired on the Sunday, so you'd go easy. Yeah. So you're not really getting much quality on the weekend. Where now I prefer where you can have an easy Saturday, and then kind of the Sunday long run is. It's more funny because like re- reflecting on that, um, I think I'm like, geez, that's so much hard running. Like I'm just surprised you guys didn't get injured or whatever. But it's actually both UPB. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know <laughs> that race. Yeah, so maybe- that, that's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So on. Because I got no one coming to me, uh, training with me on a Friday, I made a deal with Saskia. I'll come warm up with her because she can't make normal training time. So she's trained early in the morning on a Thursday. I'll come warm up with her um, for her session if she comes and rides the bike with me on Friday. Yeah. So I got up early. Um, I did notice this on Strava. I couldn't work it out because, you know, there's like the block graph. When yeah. You like, and I was like, why is the middle of your run way faster than yeah, so it wasn't I did, that fast? I did a few Ks um, with her. And then she definitely lied to me about how fast she was running because she was running way faster than than I wanted to be. Because she's running super well at the moment. She is. She's flying. Yeah. Um, Shout so, out to her. What did she come at Bandura? Fifth at State Cross. There you go. Um, Friend of the podcast. Yeah. And then so she, yeah, so I warmed up with her, did a few K of the session and I was like, all right, I've got to actually jog because I have my session tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and warmed down with her. But it ended up being like a 70-minute run for me. Um and then ran again that night and then had my big marathon session on Friday. So I had the standard start to the marathon for us, which was 20K of K on, K off. Um, Albert Park? 
Albert Park. On the road? Yeah, on the road. Sasha on the bike. Her bike. How's, I was going to say, how's her bike skills? Uh, not, not too bad. Her bike was stuck in like the second highest gear. <laughs> so I think she had to work harder than I did to, cause it was just like this heavy gear the whole time. <laughs> Why and was it's, it stuck? I don't know. She just couldn't get it down a gear. It could, it was stuck like in the yeah. top two gears for some reason. Um, I didn't even look at it to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. So, and like, because you not like, if you're going fast, that's okay. Cause you get some momentum, but when you're like going yeah. against with a runner, it's just kind of like slow. So you have to like push, SE push exertion, I mean, yeah. SE efforts, they call them. Um, yeah. So it was, it was getting tough for her in the end. But, uh, what pace were you doing? So I was going just under three minutes for the ons. And then I started three twenty sevens for the offs, but most of them were about like 315 to 320. Fuck. It's good running. Um, yeah. So it was like 308 average for the 20K. For the 20K. Um, yeah. So it was, was it windy or? Uh, it was pretty good. There's a bit of a wind down one of the sides, but. It was a pretty nice day. Like, was was Saskia with her SE efforts going uh, at the front of you? No, nah, no. Nah. Staying she was, beside? She was sitting in behind me getting a, a wind block. <laughs> no, nah, nah, she she pretty much, I just said run, uh, ride either behind me or beside me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was just. There's nothing where it's so hard to keep a, remember when we did that pulse time trial, um, yeah. you know, back in October last year and I had a bunch of my guys, I was, I was on the bike trying to pace them and it's so hard. Yeah. Like to keep a consistent pace on the bike, it's like, yeah, you can be And going. if you're looking around, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not not comfortable. But um, but I just needed – I wanted it mostly just for the – to give me some gels every, every 5K. Yeah. Um, so that was good. We, we dropped one and then that's when she had to <laughs> go as hard as she could to catch up because I would get her right ahead, stop yeah. and give me the gel and then I dropped it. So I'm like, can you grab it? And then so she grabs it, has to like ride and catch me. So I can you deliberately dropped it just for a power move? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that, no, it was a good session. I felt pretty good. Um, wore the new Alpha Flyers, which cut up my feet a little bit. So, <laughs> which right. was get used to them. Yeah, I know. So now, but now I'm just like, oh, do I want to wear them in, in races and stuff? Well, so, you've been told that you should. I know, but I, I, it's funny with the Alpha Flyers. Like, I feel like they feel good. At a medium, like a like a like a good pace, but yeah. not, not if running three minute k's, they feel okay. Yeah. But I don't feel like I can push much faster in them. Yeah. But if running three or fives, they feel I can feel pretty good. So it's I don't know. Well, that's, the thing is, is you only need to run three minute k's. Yeah, I know. What's but the just, Aussie record is over three minute k's, right? Yeah, three o two threes, three threes. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's like I can understand you wouldn't want to run like four. Uh, you know, 250, yeah. like a 14, 14, yeah, 10, yeah. 5K or something would be really difficult in them. But, you know, as they said, it's the um, it's the anti-fatigue stuff yeah. that really the separates them. The benefits you get from, later in the... Yeah. Yeah. Which it's is, just hard though thinking like these other shoes, shoes I know, feel they just faster, feel faster and yeah. then you're going to feel more comfortable. But yeah, I don't know. So I'll have to wear them a few more times and see. But you work it out. Yeah. That was a 30K morning for me because I did 5K, 5K warm down. Um, went out for another 6K that night and then... Short I've ever run that one. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I want to run 30. Didn't even make it to 30, <laughs> Um, Yeah, I thought that was enough for the day. And then... So you were going to go to the sauna and you went to the gym that day too. Oh, uh, so I went to the gym and uh, okay, so I was going to the gym. I'm like, all right, I'll go to the gym, do my run straight from the gym, 
go straight in the sauna. And then I get, get there and I realize, forgot my towel, forgot to change your clothes, <laughs> forgot a running shirt. Um, so I'm like, whoa. That shows you in marathon training. Yeah. Brain's I was like, oh, fuck. So all right. Did, did my gym and then just came home, lied on the couch for a bit, went for a run. And then, yeah. So, and then I was like so dehydrated as well. So I was trying to get hydrated. I wasn't. So I'm like, it's probably good idea to skip the sauna. <laughs> and then Saturday morning, did a, I slept in, had a, had a good sleep in and then just did an hour run. I actually felt fine, which is good. Um, Achilles was a bit stiff after the big day, the day before. Um, so I messaged Yoshi and he's like, it's a sad day. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll still see her. And I was like, oh, let me see how, he's like, let me know how it is in a few hours. And it felt fine. So didn't end up seeing him. So it was more of a pain in the ass for you cancelling the appointment. <laughs> uh, well, he he was like, "I'm happy to see you." He's yeah. like, "Let me know how it's in a few hours." So that for was probably sure. him saying, "Hopefully, it's okay in a few hours, and you don't have to." He's see just anything. praying. He's like, yeah. "Yeah, I don't want it to be sore." Yeah, and he wanted me to drive out to his house, and I was like, "Oh, oh come on, can't be that." Unless you, unless your Achilles is hanging on by yeah. a thread, you're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had the afternoon off because I worked out how many Ks I was going to have, and I reckon I was going to get I was going to get close to 200. So I was like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, probably back it off. Probably shouldn't. Yeah, and I was like, I got a sore Achilles. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fernie um, went out did a big one, 35k, which is the longest I've ever run at Fernie. 35k, uh, Fernie's definitely over a marathon on the flat. I yeah, reckon definitely. It was t- just under two and a half hours. Um, it was 4:15 pace, nearly a thousand meters of climbing, which is yeah, it's it's, it's a one lot. eighth of Everesting. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, but it's. I feel pretty good. It's funny. Like I did the kind of normal loop, like with all the boys, and it was, which is about I don't know, ninety minutes or so. And then I'm like, all right, I'm pretty much going to go do most of the loop again. Yeah. And I so I kind of went down and, and did it without doing patch and two mile. But you got to do. Um, yeah, you got to do that. I'll, I'll, next time I come to Fernie, it will probably be in a while. But I'll take you on that loop after when you stay on the road. So yeah. once you go, once you After go, two mile. you go up two mile, down two mile, and then you stay on the road and run all the way to the top to Sassafras. It's a beautiful oh, okay. road, um, and then from the top there, you come back down. You know, like as you're driving to Fern uh, to the yes. car park, yeah. and there's all the pine, the big massive trees yeah. on the left. You come down there. Yeah, okay. It adds probably another another half an hour. Yeah, because the hardest thing is when you like when I'm doing two hours, it sucks because to make up half an hour from the car park is so it's shit. so yeah, it, and like. Yeah, it's just not good running there. So t- this was all right because I could just do the whole loop. And it was pretty, pretty much perfect. But um, yeah, you could definitely feel my legs getting pretty tired up those last few hills. Did you have the? Did you do the long run with the gel or anything? Yeah, I was having gels every half hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> good thing <laughs> I, I was come, thinking you were tough. But. No, no, good thing. I. It's not even for energy. It's just for training my stomach. Yeah. But um, good thing about coming past the car is you can kind of like grab more stuff. Yeah. Which is good. But um, yeah. What was the weather like there? It was very windy. Really windy was, there? I know. So that's how you know it's very windy in, yeah. in, uh, in Melbourne. But um, yeah, it was not not the best day. And it was getting like windy, especially in the second lap, like up the hills. It seemed to be every uphill, you're going into a headwind as well. Yeah. I was just, I, I was actually, I was running with a guy named Toby and we, I was in the last like hill, which is gardens. And I was just like, I'm sorry, Toby, I'm getting to this as fast as possible. And I just kind of like pushed up it because I'm like, I just need to get this hill done. And then I only had like maybe a K to go that is kind of flattish. 
Um, so he, this is the second time you've gone at gardens. Second time gone at gardens. Yeah. yeah. And one of the, you know, that fence at the bottom yeah. was locked. Oh, so you have to climb kidding. over it twice. Oh, so that's another 20 after, minutes of the run added. Yeah. After running uh, like 33K or something like that, and then you have to climb up a, over a fence. <laughs> um, but yeah, good. 188K for the week. When was the last time you ran that? Long while, right? Oof, yeah, wow. I did a couple of 180s, I think. Close to 180s, so. but good week. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, body feels good. All this is making me think I'm just like getting... Further and further away yeah, fit, yeah. <laughs> fitness from you. I was going to say, I was like, oh, when you said, oh, I haven't been training at the TAM with anyone and I was like, oh, I'll be there soon. And I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then probably when you do come down, I'll be gone. Yeah, that's right. How was your week? Uh, fantastic because it's back yeah. running. Good, positive. So, yeah, geez, it feels good to just run. Like there's nothing, cross-training does not, does not, um, yeah, how much do you take it for granted though? Like when you're running fully, you just like forget about it, like yeah. how good it is. And then yeah, oh, when you're injured or something like that, and then you're just like, oh, I'm never going to, i got to do everything to not get injured ever again. Yeah. And then as soon as you like, put a good few weeks together, you forget about it. You, you forget. Rehab, you yeah. forget about all that. It's definitely true. Um, I think now I've, I've realized, you know, again, seeing the psych and stuff has sort of helped me with a lot of this stuff is that, when I come back, this I just can't afford to because I would have this thought. I actually spoke to the psych about this that I would have this thought that um, my luck, my bad luck has ended. So like after like one big injury, I'm like, oh, my bad luck's ended. Like it'll be, you know, I'll be good. And then it's like, it's not bad luck. There's a reason you're getting <laughs> yeah. injured. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you can sort of be like, oh, I've got this curse. Oh, eventually it'll be. It's like no, you're getting injured again because you're not doing those things. So it's like, you know, I'm 28 years old. If I simply put, if I am slack getting back this time or I rush things or whatever, I'm going to get injured again. Yeah. So it's like you've got to do something to not get injured, not just hope you're not going to get injured. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of listeners probably make, you know, every runner makes that mistake, um, but you've obviously been doing it a lot longer than uh, me. You've, yeah. You're but, in a massive uh, period of not injured, no injuries now. Yeah. We'll before you're in a week. My Achilles snap. I'm looking around for wood and I can't see wood anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had my first run it was a walk, walk, two minute jog, one minute walk, times six. Um, so eighteen minutes total there on on Monday, and then on Tuesday. Wait, so how was that first run? Yeah, fine. Fine. Couldn't put, yeah, couldn't, couldn't feel fine. it at all. Um, yeah, I, like I've been doing that many exercises to like focus on the alignment, and I'm even overthinking about it. Like when I'm looking down at my foot, I'm like looking down to see if it's you know, yeah. pointing out and it doesn't seem to be. But also you don't want to be trying to make... Your you next point out because you're looking at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it felt really good. Even, I suppose two minutes is not long enough to really feel like you're getting much fitness benefit. But I, the point of this run is not, you know, if I'm... I'm just running super slow. Like yeah, four, it's not... 440, But it's not even pace. fitness you nah. need to gain at the moment. It's like getting your... Attendance ready yeah, exactly. to take more load again. And- exactly. I've been doing actually in the gym, in the three weeks off running that I had, um, I was doing like in my gym program, um, I was doing, uh, Dylan Vazari was getting me to do these like hop jumps, which is just like to load the tendons to prepare for yeah. when I get back to running. And I think that helped a lot because in the past, coming back from an injury, I've sort of felt like that sort of stiffness in your Achilles um, and your, your ankles and your feet feel sort of stiff. But this time I haven't really felt it. But also I've only had three weeks off. It's not like I've had 12. Yeah, exactly. Even when you have a, if you have a stress or something like that, you need to really do those things. Yeah. Yeah. It still helps. Um, Wednesday, 
six by three minute jog with one minute walk. Friday did six by four minute jog, one minute walk. Um, and I noticed this by Friday's one, I was like, um, also I'm sort of coming into these runs with a little, cause I'm, I'm smashing gym so much on the alternate days. So I sort of do a lot of gym, um, like heavy, you know, heavy lifting, loading all around that injury area and the hips and all that. And then I'm sort of feeling that fatigue when I'm running, um, the next day, but that's fine. Like it's, yeah. it's just, it's just good to be out there. Um, but I noticed towards like the, the last like sort of 30 seconds of these runs, I was like looking at my watch thinking, oh, I'm getting a bit of a breath on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only four <laughs> minutes. And I'm like, geez, I only had three weeks off. It's one of those things where like, you know, I've been doing a lot of elliptical, um, but I don't know, just seems like there's, it's, yeah. You knows? can't be unfit. Though. No, it's, it's just like, it's you just get one of, used to it again. And, it's, that's the yeah. thing. Like I, today was my first like 30 minute run. And I actually felt really good. So yeah. it's more just, yeah, in my head. Um, but then Saturday I did my first back to back. Saturday morning did again another six by four minute jog, one minute walk, um, and then had Sunday just gym and elliptical. So, so yeah, it's been fine the whole time. Have not felt it at yeah, all. Yeah, good. So I think now it's positive. Yeah, I think the the main thing like with the return to run program that I had, it was like every second day, um, and it was all about like how much awareness you feel in the injury site. So it's like can only be say three out of ten or something like that before you progress to the next day. So if you're like, yeah. say, 5 out of 10, then it's you need to take a step back and readdress. Mm-hmm. But I've had 0 out of 10 awareness the whole time. Yeah, so okay. it's, um, it's pretty much, yeah. Like obviously, yeah, the, the information in the knee area went down um, and it's just like the tracking issue has been fixed from strength. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's good. So what's the kind of plan going forward? It's still kind of so I, I contacted awareness or... Yeah, I, well, I contacted... Um, like as Collis was, I told Collis I was doing this uh, return to run program that um, physio gave me uh, and yeah, he just said, well, tell me when that's finished. So today was like my first 30 minute run. So he'll then let me know. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm just t- taking it like really, really slow. I'm not going to try and rush. Like, you know, old Joel would have probably messaged Collis and say, hey, Collis, should I go to the what session tomorrow? tomorrow? Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, I probably would have said that. Or like, oh, I'll be right to pace Brett and his marathon stuff on Friday. <laughs> and yeah. It's like... There's just, you know, no no point. Um, so, yeah, just going to have to take it super slow and just let, see how the body responds. And you're still smashing elliptical? Yeah. Yeah, which is finding I think the the hardest will be because I'm doing elliptical on the alternate day. So I run and then I do elliptical. I do easy elliptical on the easy running day and then when I do gym, I am doing a hard elliptical. Yeah. So I'm like pretty much ellipticaling every day. <laughs> So, yeah, um, whereas I think that's going to, that will sort of phase out as I do more running. Yeah, that um, has to. Yeah, especially for the hard stuff. But I think, yeah, who, who knows when I'll do something uh, hard run, run wise, but I think that will be more like a test just to see how the knee responds. Yeah. But yeah, that's me done. I didn't do the calculations of the... Um, oh, I also made a conscious decision. I'm not going to be on Strava. I was like, I'm just not going to yeah, worry yeah. about Strava. And I thought, you know, I just, just don't need... To, you know, no one needs to see my training. And I'm like, Joel, you're on a fucking podcast. You yeah, talk that's about what your I training. Because I used to not, um, I used to never have my training on Strava. Not because, because I feel like I get caught up in it a little bit. Well, definitely. And well, like, did you see my, like, so I accidentally uploaded my first walk run back and there were like people commenting like the king is back and all that stuff. And it's like one half they're taking the piss. Two, it's just unnecessary, like ego fueling. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just stupid. It doesn't help anything. 
apologies to those people that listened that did. It's like, <laughs> I was just trying to show support, Joel. Yeah. It's like, but I'm not a king, am I? You know, you could have just said Joel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, maybe I just won't upload my stuff so I can just go about my own business and do it. And I'm like, yeah, but I talk about it every single week on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you may as well have a reference yeah. tool for people to listen yeah. and look back. So it's there. But yeah, to see it. I was, um, I'll have a bit more running next week to talk about. So yeah. Yeah. Good work. Good to see you back. Thank you. Um, and now we have our interview with Andy, um, straight off Com Games. We we tried to actually get this done yesterday, and I knew we had about a six hour window from seven a.m. his time um, before we go to bed at night. Yeah, and lazy. It seemed like even... he didn't get up till midday. So <laughs> yeah. I reckon he's had a huge night after the marathon. I will, we'll, we'll have to ask him about it yeah. when we interview him today. But yeah, yeah. I was... we'll, wait wait till you hear what he had for dinner. That <laughs> If he gives us some really boring thing, then it's gonna. Uh, I know it's I'm, gonna be a real letdown. I'm pretty sure he uh, sees Jess. Okay. Um, for her for uh, dietary stuff, so I reckon he probably had rice. Yeah. Hopefully, he spices it up a little bit for us. <laughs> um, yeah. So enjoy. Now joining us from Birmingham Village is Andy Buchanan, fresh off his seventh at Commonwealth Games in only his second ever marathon. Andy, how you doing? Yeah, good guys. How are you guys going? Yeah, We're good. So How are the legs feeling? Yeah, I actually went to bed last night after a massage going, oh, you know what? These marathons get easier after each one. And I woke up and I got out of bed and I was like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> and sometimes, I reckon I've heard you mention it, Brett, where you actually forget you've ran a marathon and you get out of bed and you don't brace yourself. And yep. it's like your legs buckle underneath yourself. And um, yeah, so legs are feeling pretty rough. Um Especially quads. I think that's kind of the new shoes these days. The quads seem to take a lot of it rather than the um, the calves and that. So, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm like, I could pull a little bit of a marathon hangover and it's like you've had three or four big nights and your body just feels wrecked. So, um, yeah, it's pretty good just just chilling, eating as much food as I can in the village here. Yeah, I think you've definitely got a proper hangover too because we wanted to do this call yesterday and you didn't get out of bed till midday. So... Um, <laughs> Um, Andy, you said obviously physically you've, you're pretty ba- beat up. How are you mentally after the race? Like, are you happy with that? Yeah, I'm. I'm happy. Like, it's. I don't know. I'm. I don't want to use it as an excuse, but like, it was only my second ever marathon, and it's. Uh, and I'm really pleased with how I raced it because Commonwealth Games is really funny. You get some really top end athletes, and then like the middle of the packs are really strange ones, and you get some quite low athletes from different countries that are happy to be there. So. It was a really strange race and um, I wasn't really too sure what to expect, but I think everyone in front of me, their PBs are so much faster than mine and there's a lot of people that behind me that had faster PBs. So I'm really happy with seventh. Um, I know it's like I think there's 19 in our race. So that's a little bit disappointing because it doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't sound that impressive. You don't tell, but, um, why are you telling people seven, seventh out of 19? You don't seven, <laughs> seven out of Commonwealth. Yeah, you say seventh like, in the Commonwealth. Yeah. Millions of yeah. people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I need, to get, I need to get better at no, that. No, billions um, of people actually. Is it billions you reckon? Yeah, India. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, yeah. Yeah, there's heaps of people. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm happy uh, and it was just a really good, I really enjoyed the experience. Um, so to be wearing the Australian singlet in my second ever marathon, um, I think it's pretty unique and I'm really Where, happy with how I executed. On that quick little uniform thing, when you put in your uh, Commonwealth Games uh, uniform order, did you click extra, extra large shorts? 
No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I always get stitched up with the shorts, and um, oh, you got the surf, oh, surfing shorts, the board shorts. Yeah, the the Eddie Betts. Um, Joel, you wouldn't you wouldn't know what this is like, but um, it's a little bit nerve wracking when you make an Australian team. <laughs> And and you get the you get the uniform order and um, you're like oh shit like the last thing you want it to be is too small um, and we've got this I'm not I think it's Macron is the, is the brand and they actually said order a size up from what you normally would and I'm like shit like as a distance runner that's really risky like it are is. they saying that for the general person like we're not gen- like we're pretty skinny pretty small kind of people so um. Yeah, that's the second time I've been stitched up with the shorts, um, and I think I wear them. I wear them quite low on my hips as well, so it's just, um, yeah. But the singlet was good, and it's all about the singlet, not the that's shorts. Right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you did say it's only your second marathon, and you're pretty much two from two, like kind of hitting, hitting good marathons. What was the plan going into this, and did you stick to it? Yeah. Um, so I didn't like. I was chatting with Scotty a bit. Uh, my coach, that is Scott Westcott, and um, and Mona was over here as well, which was pretty cool. And I knew the course was going to be pretty tough. And um, we're not, you're not really used to doing quite hilly marathons. Um, most of them, are like 90% of marathons, are designed to be flat and fast. So I was really unsure how hills were going to feel in the marathon um, and kind of how, how hard you can go up a hill and recover from it in a race um, because you've got like you can do that in a cross-country race or a road race and only have four or five K to go and you're okay. Whereas when you've still got 20 K to go, you just don't know. So I didn't really have too much of a game plan. Um, I just wanted to make sure I got to 30 K feeling okay. Um, And you just never know in these races what will happen. So you don't want to go in with one fixed mindset and go, yep, I'm going to go with this person because that person might do something completely different. So Imagine you said um, I'm going to go with Liam no matter what he does. (laughs) (laughs) I actually had thought, oh, yeah, Liam's probably a pretty good yardstick. Like he he races pretty well. And then 2K in, he drops like a sub three and I'm like, fuck that. Um, But nah, so I think – I was really happy with it. I think I ran about 10 seconds slower over the second half and the second half Dude, included. Pretty good though. Yeah, the last the last 5K were actually through the city and I don't know if it, you could see it on the telecast, but there was some brutal hills and like U-turns, which is like not what you want no. in a marathon. Um, so yeah, I was I was happy. Um, I'm pretty keen to try and, try and do a fast one and like push myself more because I felt... I felt pretty um, felt pretty good at probably 28, 29K and that's when I made a bit of a move and then that um, Johnny Meller, I think his name yeah, is, yeah. the English guy. Yeah, um, I saw the footage of that. Yeah, he came with me and we were kind of, yeah, I was feeling pretty good and then, um, yeah, you kind of in marathons, you go through good patches and bad patches um, and we were running together and I'd feel good, I'd get away, he'd feel bad and then I'll just switch. Um, so, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm really happy with it um, and I think I've gained – uh, more knowledge about the marathon going forward, and I think I can continue to run faster. Hopefully, jo- Johnny's a um, two nine or two ten guy as well, so yeah. he's like a good yeah. athlete to be battling with. Yeah, yeah, he's. I think he's ran low two ten. I think, yeah. um, and he was the only English guy in the race, and the crowd were just going crazy for yeah, him. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, and it's. I know the accents up here are quite funny, um, like typical. Peaky Blinders kind of accents, and um, yeah, just how they say Johnny's really funny. So that was uh, 
quite entertaining on can call. You, can you uh, tell us how they say Jenny? <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and if we go back to your selection in this team, how yep. long before the race did you find out that you were going to Con Games? Uh, so I got a message from Nick the day before the um, they announced it within the team kind of thing. I'm trying to think when that was. It was probably maybe eight weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, so were you like, already oh, doing like were you doing a, like you began a marathon prep, say like 12 weeks out or 10 weeks out, thinking you were going to be selected or like how was your approach? Yeah. So training? because I did Hamburg in April, I didn't really – I reckon I probably did – for this build-up, I would have done maybe seven or eight marathon sessions and that's it um so it wasn't like the traditional all right 10 weeks all right let's start doing some 4k 5k reps it was very much um i was doing a lot of av races um just the cross country stuff just to try to yeah something different just to mix (laughs) it up and um yeah so i was just doing some of them and trying to use that to get back into a bit of racing shape um because i think after a marathon the fitness is there but you kind of need to get the I don't know, you need to like get the fire going again. Um, and so I can, I found out maybe seven or eight weeks prior, um, but it was not a typical marathon build. Um, I got COVID the week before I left for St. Moritz um, and I was stressing about that just because you hear of so many people that it knocks, knocks around. Um, so I just kind of took a week off running, made sure I was 100%. And then, um, yeah, but I would have, I probably would have done two weeks over 180K. And like for me, that's my marathon. Like that's when I think I get the most benefit of when I'm running about that 170, 180. So not a lot of notice, not a lot of specific training, but I knew I'd done a marathon a few months before, so I didn't really need it. So yeah. um, yeah. So talking about that, obviously in in April you ran your PB, well, your PB because it was your debut, 2-12-23. Um, which then obviously that was how you were able to qualify for the Com Games. How would you compare the two races? You've obviously only done two. You can't compare times and courses and stuff like that, but do you think you performed better at this event in Birmingham or do you think your debut was better? How would you compare the yeah. two? I don't know. I think in Hamburg I wasted a lot of energy doubting myself, like being like, oh, like I don't feel that good, like 5K in, 10K in. Uh, 15k in I didn't feel good until about 20 and I was like shit like maybe I'm no good at marathons like maybe I'm just not built for marathons that's not a thought you want to have after 5k yeah yeah (laughs) but like I know Brett you probably know that feeling where you you just feel like if you actually do a a full carb load um you feel overweight for the first yeah. yeah yeah and um and I wasted so much energy just doubting myself um so I think I was really happy with Hamburg as a debut, but I'm really happy with this kind of wearing the green and gold, wearing the Australian singlet and running well. Like at my first, this is my first ever team. Um, And I felt a bit of pressure because like imagine if this was my first team, an only team, and I ran shit. Like you wouldn't want to talk about it ever. You'd just be like, nah, no, you're not allowed to talk about this topic kind of thing. So um, yeah, I I find them really hard to compare, really, really hard. Probably about even, I think. Yeah, which I think yes. is good because um, they're both great runs, and like I, I struggle with the marathon. Like I'm so hit and miss in them. Um, same with Jack. It's 
like even Liam as well, like he's had plenty of bad ones. So you're on the right. I know you're, you're kind of figuring it out pretty well and, and running well, which is important. Um, back to the cross country, do you think that kind of helps you with the course as well, just having the ability yeah. to run up and down hills? Definitely. And that's one thing I found, like when people get to hills, it's like they go in survival mode and they're just like, I've just got to get to the top. Mm. And whereas I find I um, I just run a bit faster than them and I – I kept taking the lead up the hills and I didn't want to like because it was actually quite windy out on course and um, I found I'd have to actively slow down so I didn't get away from them on the hills and I think that's something that suits me because with cross country, um, I don't know, I seem to just not struggle as much as others Um, and I do a lot of training as well. So, Like for the listeners that don't know, Andy obviously is, I was joking before saying you're the king of cross country but you really are like how you run up hills like every time you know even when we race each other in hobart you know you burnt me on that last hill like you go up hills like nobody else so that's definitely got to put you in yeah good stead for like going up the hills in birmingham yeah yeah although like these the last like um did it look bad like the last few k what were your thoughts on Uh, the marathon from definitely it's definitely hilly we knew the last 6k was really hilly the hairpin turn and then like that really steep hill with 400 to go as well. Um, yeah. You could tell, you could just see times when everyone just looked like they were running slow. Yeah. And just yeah. weren't getting forward, but yeah. So that was the part of the course that we didn't get to look at because they had it all shut down and there's actually a lot of one-way streets through there. So we didn't know what was to come and I actually think that was fine because there's actually no tactics you can yeah. use. It's just exactly. literally, yeah. That. yeah, you've just got to like – and if I knew at like 30K that was coming, you'd just hold back, like I think naturally. So um, it was actually kind of good we didn't know that, but it literally felt like you'd turn a corner and you'd turn, like you'd turn, you'd run uphill and then you'd yeah. get to the top of that hill and you'd turn a corner and it was uphill again. Like, it was just, I'm like, are we finishing on a castle on top of a hill or something? I was like, what is going on here? It was... The, yeah, um, it was the wheelchair tough. race was earlier in the morning and you could yeah. see in that because they were the first... Um, people to go on the course and th- they were going like they were struggling to get up the hills and the commentators were saying I hope the runners are watching this and getting some knowledge on, on what, what's to come in this this last yep. few k yeah I was watching that in the um like next to the call room they had the tv set up and I heard them say that and I was like I need to get out of here I do not want to I do not want to see what that last few k are like because I think <laughs> you can just you can just play on your mind yeah, and you definitely. can just you'll just hold back and no matter what, you're going to run slow there. Like even yeah. if that was a 10K race, you'd run slow on those hills because yeah. they were brutal. So. And, and the last few K of the marathon, you're probably going to be running slow and it's just getting to the finish line. So yep. it doesn't really matter what's there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, But no, hopefully, it, I don't know, I kind of like stuff like that. It just makes it a bit more interesting than like you see Berlin and then just dead straight roads all the way to the finish. So hopefully that made it a spectacle because – um. Yeah, I was fucking old, hurt and bad. Sure. But also, you know, that's um, for your next marathon. You mentioned earlier, you know, what you think you can go on a fast, flat one. What do mm. you think you've got? Yeah, I don't know. It's really tricky. Um, like I, I, I feel like in the first two I've been, I'm really keen to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and try yeah. to like, and it's probably something you've done a little bit, Brett, where you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to try and shoot for it and like, 
like go and if you do that nine pace or something and deceiving and hold it well, something like that like yeah. not yeah i don't know like it's obviously easy to say here when i'm not going to be doing a marathon for a few weeks and i'm just chilling in the village for a few weeks, a few weeks. what's well, planned <laughs> a few months uh a few weeks few months um and yeah so i'd, I'd just really like to have a crack at one and be I suppose, get really uncomfortable during it. Whereas I suppose with Hamburg, I've, I was a little bit reserved just because of my first one. And then with this one as well, with the hills, I was a little bit more reserved. So um, just keen to kind of throw one up there and just see see how it goes. Yeah. So on that, Andy, um, what's your plan for the rest of the year race-wise? You know, obviously we've got like Zatapec in December. Um, is that on, on your sights or are you going to race between now and yeah. then? Yeah. Uh, so I'll do, I'll do the AV stuff. Um, so I don't know. It's like, cause I, I actually really like running for Bendigo. Like it sounds a little bit oh, silly. Cut but that. <laughs> I, I really like the team aspect. Like it just, it just offers something different for me for running because it's like, I actually don't really care how I run and it's all about the team. And that's like, cause like you guys have a really strong team and I've seen that through training with some of the MTC people here. And I don't, I don't have that same level in Bendigo. Like we have a really good group, but we don't have that real um, because there's so many good runners. Um, we don't have that as much. And I really enjoy that that team aspect that we get with Bendigo. So I'm actually really keen to do XCR. And I actually, I love it. It's something new, something different. Um, so I will do some of them. Um, I remember you rocking up at, I saw you at Gels and it was like you'd, just, you'd only just got back from Hamburg and you were doing the cross country. And I was like, are you, yeah. you going to push hard? And you're like, yeah. And you did. Yeah. I got in a bit of trouble there. Scotty, my coach said, you can't run any faster than 320s. And um, I don't think I did a single K at 320s. <laughs> but um, that's right. We got the win and we rolled St. Stephen's. That's all that mattered. Yeah. Um, we hate St. Stephen's yeah. on this podcast yeah. too. And now they, now they can't even feel a team. Jeez, the wheels are falling off. <laughs> um, After buying other athletes <laughs> and now they yeah. can <laughs> Um. So I don't know, Nick Nick was throwing around a few marathon options um, prior to Com Games and I was just like, oh, like I don't, I just don't, I didn't want to think about that because I didn't want to have a backup plan. Like I wanted to just be fully invested here. So I'd, I'd be really keen to do one maybe December, January. Um, There's one in Japan in December. I heard you there is one down in, for it. <laughs> yeah. So there is that option um, and That'd be awesome to do. I'd absolutely love that. And then obviously for me, um, I think it's something that a lot of people forget about because it's been postponed so many times, but World Cross, like being in yeah. Australia next year, I think the trials is early January. Um, and I'm really keen to, because I think in the past, like I've run against you guys, well, I've run against Brett. I don't know if I've run against you, Josh. <laughs> Mate, the last the cross time I've been in cross country, I beat you. Oh, yeah. yeah. How many years ago was that? <laughs> <laughs> the last time I raced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, you did. Credit to you there. Um, and, yeah, I, I haven't, like, I think I've already counted myself out when I've stepped on the line with, like, you, Brett, and a few others. But I think I've got a bit more confidence through my, like, my marathon. So I'm really keen to do that trial race. Oh, yeah, we'll sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get rid of that confidence. <laughs> I'm back, um, Andy. I'm on your team. Thanks, Joel. Um, no, so I'm really keen to try and make that that team, um, that'd be really special doing that in, a, in Australia. So that's definitely on the radar as well, but also a, also a marathon um, 
a fast one and it'd be cool if it's that one in japan so well, i'll tell you right now if you're doing the marathon in is it early december or late early december, december. Oh, i was gonna say if it's late december and then he's doing the cross-country yeah. trials early jan <laughs> that might rule him out but yeah maybe yeah so yeah that's i think that's the that's the rough plan but um i don't know i like marathon build-ups once again chatting to Chatting to Brett here, not you, Joel. But um, they're really. <laughs> I might as well fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> they're really like physically demanding, but also mentally because it's like yeah. all you think about. It takes over your life. Yeah, and so I was just this week. I'm just like I just don't even want to um think about what's next because you're like after a marathon, you're actually kind of hungry for the next one. But then you start your marathon build for the next one and you're like, fuck, I just wish I took some downtime. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and also you yeah. get back running and you feel like shit and you're like, oh, I don't can't even imagine going through that again for a bit. And yeah. It takes a while yeah. before you kind of get that fire back. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So, yeah, just going to chill this week and eat as much food as I can and, yeah, that's the plan. Um, we, we were talking before about like um, – Liam getting a lot of press because he he's a works full time and stuff like that. But so do you. Um, like he's yeah. he's not a professional athlete. Um, he's an amateur and stuff like that. But you're a full time teacher and no, no and one's doing it and doing that. it hard as well. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I feel like yeah, you make your own bed. So in a way, like like Brett, you're I don't know. I, there's not many professional athletes in running. I don't think like. Not many people make much money from this and that's – I've like full credit to you, Brett, because you were probably – I don't know, you might be able to speak about this, but there was probably a few years there where you weren't – like you weren't seeing the money rolling in. Like, And, yeah, you're probably not now but you because you're on that marathon scene, there's – you get a bit of money through that. But you – like that. that's a tough – like that's a ballsy decision to be like, hey, I'm going to put all my eggs in this running basket and give it a crack. Yeah. Whereas I th- like I didn't do that. Yeah, I feel like it's a kind of decision you make a little bit and it's do like what do you want and do you want to like sacrifice not making much money and, and yeah. living this kind of life for a bit. Um, and I'll tell you, you don't get much money when you DNF marathons either. So um, <laughs> they, but, they take it out of your bank account. Yeah, it is kind of, yeah, a path you, you do. It is it is down to personal choice. Like I'm sure yeah. if you guys, both you and Liam wanted, you could have gone down that path and, and yep. who knows what could have happened. Um, yep. Yeah, it must yes. be frustrating though to see that, you know, and it's not against Liam. Liam's obviously getting interviewed and he's just going to tell the truth in his story. But I mean, like for you, you must be going, hey guys, what about me? I finished seventh and I work yeah. full time. No one's asking yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, and, and it's not a, it's not against Liam at all. He's just telling his yeah. uh, his truth and that kind of stuff. And But I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking for any pity. I, I make these decisions. So it's like I feel like if you make a decision and then you're crying for attention about how hard you're done, it's kind of like, well, but you're making those decisions. So I read an um, article know, that it's... all teachers in Bendigo paid 300 grand anyway. So what are you complaining <laughs> <about>? <laughs> Did, uh, Do you know if the kids watched you? Or the yeah, so I got a few messages uh, from the kids. So we've got a um, like a bit of a – online portal where it's like messages and that kind of stuff so um i've got a few so i don't know it's uh it was funny when i came back from hamburg my little year sevens i think they thought i was gonna win and, <laughs> and they were like oh how'd you go and i was like oh, i finished 13th they're like 
Oh, okay. And then I'm <laughs> like, like, good, are you happy? Yeah. And they're like, why is he happy about that? And I was like, oh, no, it's, it's pretty good. Like the guy who won like ran like 204 or something and that, that just went straight over their heads. So I think when I go home, I'll just mention, yeah, I finished seventh. I won't tell them Henny were in the race and they'll be happy. Like I won't yeah, say, yeah, there was only Cole 19. Games. Sounds yeah, incredible. Yeah. So um, now nah, they're pretty stoked. And it's funny, like, because in – Athletics terms, like Com Games isn't like we, I know personally I find Olympics, World Champs, like nearly on par, probably Olympics is the top and then World Champs. And then there's like probably World Cross and then a bit of a gap in Com Games, like in terms of like athletics, but like the general community, like Com Games and Olympics is the the same thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like I've had people message me that like, I haven't seen, like I had a lady message me and she was at the school where I did rounds at nine years ago when I was in uni and she's like, oh, I'm not sure if you remember me. I lent you some, some textbooks and I was like, oh, wow. oh yeah, bandwagon no, the idea, no idea who she is and I'm just like, why are you messaging me? Like, is she going around <laughs> saying like, yeah, I lent that bloke some books eight years ago or something? But um, yeah, so it's funny. You forget how much the general community and in Australia you get around com games so I'm sure the kids um yeah they were pretty excited and hopefully for them it's just a bit of um inspiration because at school I was like I was getting I remember getting rolled by Rudy and Cowley in a running race and he's a fucking walker <laughs> <laughs> um, was he walking yeah. in the race that he beat you <laughs> oh he probably was <laughs> I was just thinking then I'm like all right here goes a great quote that we're, we're going to be able to put into the thing and you just go got bit by fucking Rudy and Cowley he's a fucking walker <laughs> There's the inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Walkers might be up, but <laughs> it'll yeah. eventually come. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Andy, I don't know, I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but it's a thing that I I go through whenever we have an interview and I go through their the athlete's IAAF profile and look at their personal yeah. bests and pick out an outlier. Have you yeah. had a look at your personal bests? Yeah, I'm pretty fast. Do you especially in Sacramento? Okay, so you know that's not you, is it? If if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me about that, I um yeah I wouldn't have to work so anymore. For, yeah, yeah, five bucks. <laughs> so the the uh for the listeners that don't know, a uh, Andy Buchanan in twenty eighteen ran twenty three oh nine for the two hundred and one fifty four sixteen for the eight hundred. I could definitely see you doing quicker than a one fifty four. That'd be no problem. I, I think it's it's funny because that 154, I think my actual PB is 154, but that must have been 154 low. So it's kind of over overridden my like Box Hill 800 meter PB or wherever it was. So I, I feel a little bit, I feel a little bit ripped off because that's actually my 800 PB, I think, but I don't know. But um, it was it's funny. A lot of people come up and they're like confused, and uh, I was chatting to Steve Scullion over in um in St. Moritz and he had a Irish guy that he was um, kind of looking after a little bit and they actually had a like a full-blown argument at home because this Irish kid had gone home. I'd ran with him. As you do, you look up someone, check their IAAF pro, um, profile and he was like, geez, Andy's quick over 200. And Donnie was like, nah, it's definitely not his. And Dara was like, no, nah, I reckon it is. And they had this argument over it and then like first thing they do is come along they're like, you ever done a 200 and I knew exactly where it was going. So, um, yeah, no, that's, yeah, I get that a lot and I actually see how long I can, um, string people along. And then I also (laughs) wonder 
if this other Andy Buchanan is getting people going, geez, you've converted over the marathon really well. Like, how have you, where have you got this aerobic base from? <laughs> also, he's an American running at the Com Games now as well. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, yeah, um, he must know some people. We've got a few questions. Uh, yep. So one from Matt Buckle, who's Benigo Bat, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so it could be a joke. Where do you see yourself in three to five years? Jeez, I thought it was going to be something funny. I'm a little bit disappointed by <laughs> yeah, that. I thought there um, might be something behind it. Yeah, like he's no. baited you into, you're like, I hate when people ask me where I'm going to be in three yeah. to five years. No, Six is fine. There's no joke there. I don't that's think. a real serious um, question. Well, then you better answer it. Yeah, I suppose I know, I'm really, really keen to work towards um, Paris Olympics and try to take that next step and um, I know, focus more on my running and less work kind of thing. So that's... I don't know, it's, that, that'd be a big move for me to, um, I don't know, I kind of like getting paid every two weeks. Um, but yeah, I'd really try to prioritize my running a little bit more and take that next that next step with the professionalism there. So hopefully um, that's that's something I can improve on in the next two or three years. And yeah, um, Paris will be a big goal for me. Yeah, a few more maybe training camps. Me and you yeah. and you go on training yes. camps together yep. or something. And- yeah, 100%, 100%. Like that, that was... Heading to St. Moritz was just a, um, oh, it's so, I love it. Like anywhere, just where I can just, I don't know, focus on running and not stress too much about work and that. So, for sure. Um, Jacob Gower, of course, gets his name read out because he asks a question mm. every, every single week. He says, What keeps you pushing towards the end of a marathon when you're hurting? Thinking about, are you thinking about anything in particular or you're just trying to keep like in a meditative state? What's the mental process there? Yeah, so for this one, it was quite strange because um, like when I'm running back in Bendigo or Melbourne or anything, like people are calling out like, yeah, go Andy, that kind of stuff. Whereas over here, they're like, go Australia. And it takes a little bit to get used to being like, oh, shit, they're cheering for me. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, and that was, I can talk into Mona and Mona talks about the. Would have been nice the, if they knew your name. Yeah, it would have, but that's all right. I'm I'm happy with Australia. I'll <laughs> yeah. take that. It's um, yeah. Mono was kind of talking about the 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 team aspect of the marathon, and that's one thing. Like Sinead, Aloise, and Jess and myself spent a lot of time together training, and it was um, you felt like it wasn't just you out there running. It was like the Australian marathon team, and um, so that was something that was going through my mind in those up those hills when it was getting really tough, and then also like I knew there was a lot of kids and runners and that in Bendigo that were like there's a bit of a watch party on at the track and I was definitely thinking about those people back there and all the people that have kind of sacrificed to help me get to where I am so family friends and all that so yeah you're just trying to think of positive positive thoughts and not think about your legs yeah anything positive is just like a nice little reprieve from the negative thoughts you are having so because it is uh like marathons are only race that makes you want to quit the sport <laughs> why are you doing it There's that uh, urge, burn 5k for me <laughs> <laughs> that urge to stop running and you're just like oh i would just like i would pay any money now if i could just stop running like because and you just you just legs are so fatigued you're just like i just want to stop like and it's just that thought comes into your mind and you're like all right squeeze it out squeeze it out and just think of good stuff so also on another note uh Brett and I mentioned that we – so we were talking about obviously your guys' race and the, the girls' race and we realised after we recorded we didn't actually give a shout-out to Aloise and Sinead. We said that they ran really well. But we didn't say they came fourth and fifth. So Aloise was fourth. 
Sinead was fifth, Liam was fourth, you were seventh, and Jess won. So, so like pretty for, good Australians. For Australia. If it was a team event, surely we won. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were we were chatting, um, and Johnny Aloise's husband was actually saying, Oh, imagine if they had a had a team medal. Like there was actually like that would actually make it really exciting because like they're doing the not many people. Well, that's another race, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, but like not many people would pull out because like you know what it's like in the Olympics if they're not feeling good at thirty k, they're like, no, nah, I'm pulling out. I'll do London or whatever. Um, so that would have been really exciting. And no joke for me, the highlight of the day was watching the medal ceremony of Jess getting a medal, like and standing with Eloise and Sinead, and like we just like we've been together so much and seeing her win and get presented and like she was crying and I was nearly crying. It was just super emotional because it was just, it was awesome. So um, yeah, credit to those ladies. They, they smashed it. And I, I really hope the media get around them a lot more than what they, than what they are. Cause I think that's the story. Like, um, like Jess had COVID like three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy comeback. Yeah. So. And there's, there's such a good story for all three of them there. Yeah. So we they actually definitely asked, need to be getting more. Andy, we actually asked all three of them and Liam if they could come on, but they, none of them could, so you were our last choice. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I finished last joke. out of everyone. So, um, <laughs> yeah. No, I think number one. I think Sinead's actually, um, she's been heading out and having a few drinks of late, so she's a, she's a little bit dusty. So um, <laughs> typical Sinead. Yeah, <laughs> she can drink for sure. <laughs> she can. She can. All right, Andy. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. You spoke really well. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks, fellas. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We can't really do a reflection on it <laughs> yeah. because we haven't even we haven't listened and we haven't done it. So <laughs> we're we're recording that after this. Um, after this. if when, he wakes up, when, know, when maybe he wakes, he's had another big night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about eight a.m. there now, so he probably went to bed two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, things we have seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about, TM. <laughs> TM. <laughs> well, we're going we're to pay that trademark. I think it, uh, it expired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is getting that. Um, all right, so mine was a photo uh, that was on Twitter actually, but it's of Shelby Houlihan holding up a winner's check for a half marathon. So currently on a ban, but because it's not a, like a special accredited race, um, She's at this half marathon racing, winning money, people supporting her. Um, That's just in photos, smiling with her. Yeah, I thought you weren't allowed to take prize money. Or so if they're not accredited events. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, it's it's not a world athletics race. So, yeah, I don't know. So, would would like, if I was done, would I, I wouldn't be able to do like an athletics Victoria race, or would I? Because it's still attached to. Yeah, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Like anything that's being registered on your like IAAF profile yeah. is not. Yeah. Um, so anything, yeah, it's probably under like the government governing body. So she's really rubbing it in people's faces. I know. She? Yeah, it's just a bit bullshit. But I was I just hate like there's people there with it. Like maybe they're just smiling for the fi- photo, but I'm sure there's people out there supporting her yeah. as well. Oh, so, there are, of course. Um, yeah, that's not not good for the sport, and not I'm not sure about it on Instagram either. Yeah, I think it just becomes one of those things where it's like. If 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 someone if someone is done for a banned substance and then they just say oh it wasn't me then what everyone's got to believe him bullshit mm. you know what I mean like yeah. we went through Lance Armstrong lying for yeah however exactly. many years and then at the end, eventually he came out anyway. I got a um, early wake up from the drug testers of this morning yeah you Lasting. got a really bad doorbell by the way so that would have oh, been yeah. a, that would have been an uh, awful wake up yeah six thirty in the morning it's just 
like screaming in the house and then the dogs are barking and Geordie's coming out and like, what's going on? <laughs> Geordie's like, we're getting broken in. Yeah. <laughs> Geordie just yells out, Brett, I think we got broken in. Can yeah, yeah. Can you go, can you go sort that? You hear Geordie's door lock. <laughs> Barricading it from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Nah, but it is good. Like I, athletes always get pissed off about getting drug tested. Like, they're like, oh, they can't wake me up early in the morning. It's just like, that's what you should you, be doing. You know, this yeah. is what's going to happen. It's not that bad. It's better than it not happening. And yeah. People just always taking drugs. Better, than, so, better than racing cheats every weekend. Exactly. So I, I actually, it's like, yes, like at the time when I'm waking up, I'm like, eh. but it doesn't really bother me one bit. Yeah. Because I think it's worth it. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, I've got two this week. Um, so friend of the podcast, Birdie Bob. Ah, he's, Birdie. He's back. <laughs> Haven't had a mention of Birdie for a while. Um, pretty sure he's blocked us. But, but that's all right. Has he still? No, nah, nah. he hasn't. Um, he was deleting comments that people would would comment. That was definitely a bit hard when we when we told everyone to. We, we yeah. got a bit ahead of ourselves that, that week. We were, we, were, we were so fresh on the podcast, and we we're like all the power went to our head. And we we're like, <laughs> yeah, we can take you down if we tell everyone to comment. Um, but no, he he's put up this store uh, a post um, saying. He's, it's, it's a picture of him with a bandage around his hamstring and he said, really not how I wanted to end today. Starting to feel a little, a little niggle in my left hamstring after 300 metres and it really started to get painful around 450 metres. So he had to pull out of this race. Now that, we, don't like, we don't like that part. Of course, that's, that's not. That's horrible for Birdie um, and I'm certainly not laughing at that. However, th- he's done a reel before the race of his hamstring activations and... If the, the, these two video, these two posts paired, you can really work out why his hamstring was pulled. Um, you can I've, really see the moment when he did it. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much. I've never seen it. I don't think your hamstrings need to be activated like that, Bertie. Um, and I think that's why. It's pretty much, he's doing these leg swings, and but the, his leg is going 180 degrees above. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's doing the full splits, but vertical. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry to see, but. That's the that's the number one thing I've seen on Instagram this week that I'm not too sure about. Yes. TM number two is a TikTok that was sent to me. Uh, his name's Brian L, and he's running on an oval. And the caption is, you know, doing running paces at world at world record paces, and he starts off um, at the women's marathon world record pace, which is three eleven per k. And that I would say is probably the only speed which I think he's actually running in the video. Maybe. And then maybe at a push. And then he gets progressively faster and it goes through all the different paces. He, at the end, he's running two minutes per K, which is the women's 400 meter world record. I think he's running 250. <laughs> Yeah, he's I a don't good think fi- he's running that. Like, I don't, he, like honestly, he does eight, eight different strides or about six to eight different strides at different paces. I reckon six of those eight are all the same pace. Yeah, like he's yeah. not getting any faster. <laughs> so that is uh, definitely something I'm not too sure about. Yeah. I don't know. Strange yeah. one. Strange one. But anyway, that wraps up episode 22. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Thanks again to Pillar Performance for sponsoring the episode. Head to pillarperformance.shop to learn more. And the code again is FTK10, which gives you $10 off at the checkout. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya.